0: you struggling to overcome your resistance around receiving sales between launches? I totally get it. This was something that I struggled with too when I first was going evergreen. So I wanted to talk today about the 10 shifts to make more money on demand. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when a hundred thousand people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Welcome back to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Jess here, and today I am talking all about mindset stuff. So this is the kind of work that I think is really important and one of the things that really kind of keeps people from actually moving forward with the things that they want in their business. It's kind of that sneaky thing under the surface and I know so many people talk about it's a mindset thing, it's a mindset thing. But I wanted to share today 10 shifts that I had to make and that maybe you Should make as well to make more money on demand. So we are conditioned when we grow up in school and through like capitalism to really equate our worth and our like financial worth with our productivity, right? The more you do, the more money you make, the harder you work, the more you're worth, right? And When you become an entrepreneur, it takes a lot of deconditioning those kinds of beliefs in order to be successful, right? I remember the first year that I became an entrepreneur, I set the goal to make $100,000. And at that point in my life, I had never even seen $100,000. I had no idea how I was going to make $100,000. The most I had ever been paid at a corporate job was $20 an hour, which is not even close to $100,000. And so I really had no concept of how to make that happen or even feeling worthy of that amount of money. And it really took a lot of mindset work and really rewiring my belief system in order to make that happen. And I ultimately did. I made $100,000 in my first year in business. Um, I've obviously made more than that since. And so it's this constant rewiring of the beliefs that we have And allowing ourselves to stretch our belief system to fit the current reality that we're trying to create. And so one of the things that I see a lot of people struggle with when they go to put their program on Evergreen or try to make sales without the context of a launch is they butt up against these old capitalism built belief systems that you have to work in order to make money. And obviously passive income is work. Having an evergreen program, you are still working, but there isn't this direct like energy exchange for time for money when it comes to making money on demand when you have a program that could pay you at any point in time. And so really kind of shifting your perspective and making these mindset shifts. Will help you get more comfortable receiving money between launches because you are kind of rewiring those old beliefs that have kept you stuck in the association between hard work. And making money. So I wanted to share 10 beliefs that I have adopted that I think will only help you get more comfortable and make more money between your launches with your evergreen programs. So let's dig in. The first one is you are divinely supported. This belief actually came to me in the funniest way. I was meditating in my hot tub. I have a hot tub at my house. And sometimes I like to go out there and float and just kind of get quiet and meditate. And I was meditating in my hot tub. And when I meditate, I do this visualization where the energy from above attaches to my crown chakra and the energy of like the earth attaches to my root chakra and I kind of imagined myself floating between these two beams of energy and I was laying in my hot tub and I imagined floating there um, being supported by these two beams of energy and this thought came into my mind that was you are divinely supported and at that point in my life I was really struggling with feeling like I wasn't supported in my journey, right? Or in my business, I feel like I was probably arguing with my husband about something and that my family didn't understand and my friends didn't get it. And I was just like, oh, no one supports me. I really feel unsupported. And this thought popped into my head, you are divinely supported. And that shift has probably been one of the biggest shifts that I've had in my belief system and in my mindset. And it continues to inform the way that I move forward in my business now But this idea that your support doesn't come from people, it comes from the divine, right? It comes from God, it comes from the universe or whatever you believe in, right? And this idea that I am divinely supported really allows me to step out of the walls of my own belief system and trust that in whatever I desire to do, I am divinely supported. Something I like to think about is people ask like, well, how do you feel comfortable taking risks, right? As entrepreneurs, we often sometimes feel like we're jumping off of a cliff and hoping that we build our wings on the way down. And this idea of being divinely supported for me feels like there's a net underneath the jump, right? I may leap and hope to build my wings on the way down, but I know that no matter what, there's a net underneath me And I will be caught if I fall. And that belief really helps me detach my emotions from the outcome of things, knowing that no matter what, like I am divinely supported. This also comes true when I talk about money. I was having a conversation with a client of mine about money. And for me, I know that my money doesn't come from my clients. My money doesn't come from my courses. My money doesn't come from anything, right? My money comes from God. It comes from the universe. It comes through those people. It comes through my business, but money doesn't come from my business. Money comes through my business. And so if I am divinely supported, then money is there to support me as well. And so... That whole belief system of like, I trust that money will come because it always comes. It always has come. It never will not come because I am divinely supported. I could do an entire episode on just this one concept, but that is really a fundamental belief that I have that I believe that I well, and I'm going to get to this later, but I believe that I was put here on this earth for a purpose and that I have like other forces around me helping me create that purpose. And in that, they wouldn't let me fall without a net, right? They're going to, those forces will let me learn my lessons. I believe that failure is an opportunity to learn, but I don't think that like it's going to come crashing down. (laughs) And I think that it comes to this belief that I am divinely supported. So long story short, that's number one. Number two, the second shift that really helped me make more money on demand, that will help you make more money on demand, is this belief of disassociating your productivity with your financial abundance. And so I love to put that into a simple, the less I do, the more I make. The less you do, the more you make. And that really can be a hard one to integrate because it is so counter to the conditioning that we have growing up in a capitalistic society right where your productivity is directly tied to your financial abundance but I have found time and time again that it's not the the hard work or the busy work that makes me money it's who I'm being so much more than what I'm doing and again I believe that's because I'm divinely supported and my money doesn't come from the work that I do. But really kind of starting to do the work of detaching your worth from your productivity and your abundance from your productivity is like the whole work, right? It really is getting into this place where you trust that you're supported no matter what and that money will come to you through whatever means it needs to without you having to put your nose to the grindstone and work 40 hours a week or more and take on more clients and do all, do, 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 and just trusting that. You don't have to do all the things. It's a matter so much of believing that it's already available to you. Number three, this belief is one that I'm still working on, (laughs) um, but I think it's a really key one to really tap into this evergreen success, and that is your audience loves to pay you. And maybe that doesn't feel true for you right now. There's definitely been times in my life where that hasn't felt true. But I heard this belief from Taylor Lee, who I follow and she was on the podcast a few weeks ago. And I really loved the way that she said this. Your audience loves to pay you. And at the end of the day, I believe that sales are an energetic exchange and that people get far more in value than than I take in payment for it. And so in that context, I do believe that my audience loves to pay me. I do believe that the people that I work with grow as a result of that. And so, like I said, I'm still working on integrating this belief, but that shift that like people love to pay you, people love to pay you. And maybe you can think of it in the opposite way that you love to pay people, right? When you invest with a mentor, when you buy something how do you feel? I love buying things, so I can totally wrap my head around that. Right? Shopping is so fun. I love spending money. I love buying things. And so I have to imagine that my ideal clients love buying things too. And they love investing in themselves too, and they feel better. Like they feel good when they spend money too. And so, like I said, still wrapping my head around this belief, but I do believe that people love to pay you. And I also believe that fully adopting that belief helps you make more money between your launches. So number four, this one actually came from Amanda Francis, who I've taken multiple of her courses, and I think she is absolutely genius. Also extremely polarizing, which is one of my favorite things. Like either you love her or you hate her, which I love. Another fun fact about Amanda Francis is her and I have the same incarnation cross in human design And for some reason, like, I find massive validation in knowing that your incarnation cross in human design, if you don't know, is kind of like the impact you're here to have on the world. And the fact that her and I have the same incarnation cross makes me feel like, you know what, like, I can do this too. Anywho, my point being, number four comes directly from her, uh, both in her book and in her courses. She talks about how your work is of high service and is worthy of massive compensation. And anytime that I'm feeling insecure or unsure about what I'm doing, I really try to tap into this belief that my work is of high service and is worthy of massive compensation. And I truly do believe that what I do makes a difference. And it is of high service to not only the people that I work with, but to the greater collective. And that it is worthy of massive compensation. So if you hadn't heard that one before, or if you don't know who Amanda Francis is, go check her out. I think she is absolutely worth a follow, whether you love her or hate her. Uh, She's absolutely brilliant in the work that she does around money. And I love this belief. So it is definitely on my list. Your work is of high service and is worthy of massive compensation. Okay, number five. This is one that I could shout across all the rooftops for infinity. Um but it is your course price is not a reflection of your worth. Oh man. How many people out there are struggling with this idea that low ticket means low value or low ticket means low worth. And if you have a lower ticket offer, you may be subconsciously repelling sales because you don't feel like it Like you think that your prices means that or is an indicator that you have low worth. I think that's totally crap. I think that the industry has really fucked up beliefs around pricing. And so this one was probably indoctrinated into you from like a prior coach or somebody else that you follow. But I do not believe that your course price is a reflection of your worth. And if you have a program that is a lower ticket price, then you may have a hard time wrapping your head around that, especially in an industry where people are telling you to raise your prices and charge more and charge your worth. And I think all that whole conversation is nonsense. And in fact, I have a whole podcast about this all about low ticket does not equal low value. Um, And I will put a link to that one in the show notes because I think it is a very important conversation that we really need to focus on having and really detaching our personal worth uh, from the price of our programs, but that is another story for another day. But that belief will serve you in making more money because obviously you can make a lot of money from low ticket price, like low ticket programs. I think that this idea that you have to charge high ticket to make a lot of money is crap. And I think that really feeling bad about yourself because or wanting to raise your prices because you think it's reflective of your value. Is crap. Your price has so much more to do with your ideal clients than it does you, but we'll move forward. But that's a belief that I think will serve you in making more money on demand, is that your course price is not a reflection of your worth. Number six is that the right clients purchase at the right time for them. I am a huge fan of not using fake scarcity to bully people into purchasing things, I believe that people will buy things when it's the right fit for them, right? There has never been a time where I wanted to buy something and I was like, no, I'm gonna wait until I'm forced to. Or like, eh, nobody's really pushing me into making this purchasing decision with a deadline timer, so I'm just not gonna do it, right? If I want it, I'm gonna buy it. That's exactly how my function. And I believe that other people do too, right? The right clients purchase at the right time for them. And who am I to say that right time is five days after they opted into my webinar or 15 weeks after they opted into my webinar, right? I believe that people purchase when it's the right time for them and they have an intrinsic motivation to purchase your program. So I also believe that people who buy your program on Evergreen are probably better clients because they don't feel pressured to buy within the context of a launch. I have seen so many people go through a launch, get to cart close, feel FOMO, So they purchase a program and then feel regret from purchasing it when they did. I do not want people in my programs who feel FOMO or regret. I want people who make an empowered purchasing decision, not make a purchasing decision because I'm bullying them into it with a fake ass timer again. I'm firing up today, guys. But this is something I fully believe. And I don't think you need fake scarcity and deadline timers and all that nonsense to make sales. And so I trust that the right people are going to purchase at the right time for them. And I have seen that be true time and time and time again. And when I tell people like, no, there's no rush, like buy it when you're ready. They buy it when they're ready and they go through the program and they get better results and they become brand advocates because I didn't bully them into buying. Before they were ready. Anywho, again, maybe there's a whole episode on this that I could talk about too. But that belief that I trust that people buy when they're ready allows me to receive more people coming in when they are ready because I'm not forcing them to come in because of an arbitrary deadline. That was number six. Number seven. This one comes down to visibility, and visibility is really key in an evergreen program and in making money on demand. I think that this is something that a lot of people who teach evergreen completely miss and they don't focus on expanding visibility to then funnel people into the evergreen process. And so this belief really serves you when it comes to elevating your visibility. And this is one that I've had to work through as well. The belief is it is safe to be seen. I don't know what it is about my past traumas and all the things, but I have a block around this that I have done a ton of work on where showing up as a bigger version of myself, getting in front of bigger audiences. There's this feeling that like, for some reason, it's not safe to be seen, right? Or some version of that. And I've even seen this in people that I follow. There's somebody I follow who was asking her audience the other day, like, would you still love me if I had a million followers It's like, of course they would, unless you changed, right? Like, we all have this fear that more visibility is going to not serve us for some reason. But if you're here to change the world, then getting in front of more people is only going to help you help more people, right? And so really shifting this belief and truly finding that safety in your body that it is safe to be seen and that your work is of high service and worthy of massive compensation and all of these other things we've talked about, that is going to help you get in front of more people and feel safe getting in front of more people and bringing a bigger audience to you so that you can make a bigger difference in the world. So this is a really big one when it comes to visibility. It is safe to be seen. I love that one. Okay, number eight. This is one that I actually had on like a background um, on my phone for a while. And it cracks me up because there's totally a meme about this that like, if you want people to know you're struggling, hang this in your house. But I do think that it's an important one to repeat to yourself. And that's this sequence of four things. And it is you are enough, you've done enough, you know enough, it is enough you are enough, you've done enough, you know enough, it is enough. Something in our childhood in the way, I think it's capitalism, let's be honest, but (laughs) there's something in the way that we've all been conditioned when we grow up where we feel like we are not enough, that there's something that we did that is missing or something that we are missing that for some reason we are inherently not enough for what we desire. I have felt this every single client I've ever worked with feels this. Like, who am I to have what I desire? You are a divinely supported human being that is put here for a purpose to create what you desire. And so for me, when I feel this, like imposter syndrome, if you want to call it that, or like lack of enoughness coming up, I remind myself, you are enough. You've done enough. You know enough. It is enough. And that can be really reassuring. And so if you don't feel like you are enough, you've done enough, you know enough to be successful, you're not going to attract the people to you to purchase your program. You're not going to receive the sales that you want because you are subconsciously blocking them. And so that's a really good one to kind of lay that foundation of enoughness to feel safe and secure receiving money from complete strangers because that's oftentimes whatever green is, right? It's people that you don't have a previous relationship with purchasing your program and trusting that they're going to receive value in exchange for that. So that was number eight. Number nine, this one goes back to, I mean, some woo-woo stuff. We've talked about some woo-woo stuff here on the podcast, but and then this episode in general. But this one I think is a really powerful one that I am still anchoring into. And that is, you literally incarnated on this earth in this exact moment to do this. And that's kind of my hype phrase right now in my life when I feel like those things come up about enoughness or like, who am I to be doing this? Again, I remind myself that you literally incarnated on this earth in this exact moment to do this. I was put here on a purpose, for a purpose, and so were you. You were put here. It's not random, right? I think that we have this, like, we kind of second guess or judge our dreams and our desires as random. But here's the thing. You don't want to be an astronaut, do you? I don't want to be an astronaut. People who want to be an astronaut were literally incarnated with the dream to become an astronaut, I was not. I do not want to be an alligator wrestler. That is not my purpose. My purpose is to disrupt the economy and help people create a more sustainable revenue stream through an online course by selling their thought product and changing the way that our economy works. Like I have a crazy ass dream, but I also know, no, I don't believe I know that I was literally incarnated on this earth in this exact moment for that purpose. And that's why it's my dream. That's why it's what I want. That's why it's what I desire, because it is literally what I'm here to do. Because if I was here to do anything else, that would be my dream, right? My dream would be to go to space. My dream would be to wrestle alligators. My dream would be to be a chef, but it's not. It is to help people change the way that our economy functions by giving people an independent source of income so that they don't have to be bound by the Laws of capitalism, (laughs) like it's crazy. I get it, but it's also really important to me. And I know that it's important to me because I was put here on this earth to do it. So whatever your dream is, whatever change you wanna create in the world, whatever your online course does and helps your audience with is on purpose. It is not random. You were literally incarnated on this earth in this exact moment to do this. And when you know that, when you know it deep in your body, you know that, of course, you make money on demand. Of course, evergreen sales come to you. And that's your mechanism of reaching those people and fulfilling that purpose that you were literally incarnated here on earth to do. It's big stuff. It's big, big stuff. All right. And number 10, which I mean, they're all kind of related, but this is one of my favorite ones. And I tell myself this a lot. You can't fuck it up. You literally can't fuck it up. Everything that you do is one step closer to what you are here to create, right? And even if it is, quote unquote, a failure, even if it is a lesson, you can't fuck it up. You can't do it wrong. It's already written. It's already done. It's just a matter of you following your intuitive nudges, taking the right steps at the right time or the wrong steps, learn the lessons and then get back on the right steps and know that no matter what you do, you literally cannot fuck it up. I like it. Anywho, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that these beliefs resonated with you. I would love if you wanna take a screenshot or like even create a little quote graphic on Instagram and tag me. I would love to see which one resonated with you the most because I think all of them can be really powerful, but there's probably one that really stood out to you and was like, ooh, that's the one I needed to hear today. And if you want to create more sales on demand, if you want to reach more people, if you want to create that quantum growth in your industry and in your business by having an evergreen program, taking your signature offer and really serving your audience with it on evergreen, I have some pretty exciting stuff coming up. So definitely stay tuned because that is the change that I'm here to create. And I promise you that I am done playing small and I am here to help people make that change in their life too. So I cannot wait to show you what I have coming up soon and I will see you in my next episode. Bye.